I've overcome extreme obstacles. I dropped out of school and was married by 17, divorced by 23. My life was full of toxic relationships, including an eight-year relationship with a drug addict. I even exposed my children to domestic violence and made such poor financial decisions that we almost lost our home. Then one day, I realized I'm a grown woman being controlled by my childhood trauma and fear. It wasn't until I put God first and held myself accountable that my life began to change and the obstacles became stepping stones. I finished school, my kids and I have an amazing relationship, and I still have that house we almost lost. You think your pain will last forever. I'm here to tell you it won't. Every day is an opportunity to overcome. We need real, live, genuine, relatable testimonies. That's what I'm here to share. Every morning, God's mercy is new. So today, I want to talk about emotional triggers. In 2015, I started down a journey uh, to get to know me. I, I don't. I didn't feel like I knew me. I was tired of what I call chasing the ghost. You know, and the ghost is is just this thing that you chase, this empty feeling, this thing you never seem to catch or find or achieve. You know, no matter how hard you try, you just still can't seem to quite feel that that void, that spot, or catch that thing or find it or get there. You're just chasing the ghost because you really don't know what it is. So I wanted to stop suppressing things and, and really deal with and understand me. So I spent a lot of time trying to prove myself worthy, you know, uh, be validated by others. You know, I thought, um, you know, if I thought I was being treated, you know, uh, unworthy or unvaluable, you know, it would really upset me. It would make me sad. It would make me angry. And being honest, most of the time it wasn't what happened and not necessarily what the person said, but about the feelings it triggered. That's that's what I, if I look back at it and really be honest, it was about the feelings it triggered when it happened. You know, my heart was hurt, you know, uh, my feelings was hurt, you know, and I would normally start out, I noticed the opening statement would be, you made me feel, or you're not going to make me feel like I'm not important, like I don't matter. See, our triggers live in our heart, and that's why I call them emotional triggers. The heart is, you know, and the, the heart has a, a large control and impact on the mind and the body. The heart sends signals to the mind and the body. And it also sends reminder signals to the mind or the body of past experiences or past hurts, past sadness, the, you know, something that was pleasurable, something that was pain. It all creates this emotional reaction. Um, the way we can begin to understand our choices and to heal, to forgive ourselves and to forgive others is we first have to identify our emotional triggers. We cannot begin to heal or understand our behavior 
or our choices until we can understand the history behind our triggers. Our triggers can come from times as far back as our childhood. The best way to the best way to manage your triggers is to address how it affects your heart. It took me a couple of days, and eh, probably a little more than a couple of days to get to one of my triggers that I believe was sometime and still is, you know, one of the biggest triggers that impacted my life the most. And I'll share it with you. I, I kept trying to figure out when did I first start to feel that way? And after much processing in my mind, trying to unravel this, I realized that it was, I guess I was in the second grade. I want to say I was in the second grade. And we had a play at school. And me and my sister was in the play. And when the play was over, I remember walking out and all the children, you know, a lot of the children, their parents was there and their parents was like, oh, they did a great job. And they just, you know, it was just it was just a feeling of, um, wow, I'm looking at this and my parents weren't there. Now, my mom worked hard. She worked two jobs, extremely hard. And my dad was not always present. So I get it. And I understand now why she wasn't there but at seven years old that didn't matter to me all I knew is why my parents were never there for me why why did they never show up for anything why were they never there when I had a play or when I did something great in my life that I felt I needed to be celebrated and I just felt like what's wrong with me you know that I, I'm not important that I don't, I don't they don't value me and and so it I realized at that moment thinking back on that that was when I really began to acknowledge that me the woman still had that little that pain that hurt from that little seven year old girl that I never dealt with so at that point I didn't realize that moment created a path for me of feeling this need to want someone to value me. And I relied on people to validate me. And that's just, to me, that was one of the biggest triggers that I have that I identified in me is one of my emotional triggers is I I, I had this feeling of wanting to be validated by someone else other than me. I was never good enough to validate myself. I felt like other people had to validate me. Um, So, you know, I decided to observe myself. I said, well, you know what? Let me just see if that's really what it is. You know, so I started to observe myself when something made me sad or angry. I would ask myself questions. I'd say, you know, well, before I respond, because I was normally used to reacting, I wanted to respond instead of react. I would ask myself, you know, why are you so sad? Why are you so angry? Why do you feel the need to quarrel, be upset or sad about it? And I started journaling. And I, I recommend that to, to, to you to journal because you'd be surprised of the things that you think that you don't remember. But once you put it on paper and you go back and read it, it becomes real and it stays with you. 
So I really, really recommend journaling. Um, so this is what I learned about me, and it changed my life forever. When I feel unappreciated or I'm not valued or feel like I'm worthy or important, I react emotionally. I don't look at anything other than how I feel. Now I ask myself when I'm in a situation like that and I feel those feelings coming up, I say, okay, Betty, how does this make you feel? If the answer is, it made me feel unworthy or without value, I tell myself to remove my feelings and look at the person or the situation based on the facts and truth. Even if I don't like what the truth look like or how it makes me feel, I, I stop myself and remove my feelings because now I'm just going on my feelings and not really the situation at hand. See, triggers are, are, are addictions. It's just like an addiction. They never go away, but through prayer, acknowledging them, and working on, your, on you daily, you can manage and control them. Keep your heart in line. Here's the key. Keep your heart in line with God's word. If the heart is in line with God's word, then the message the heart sends to the mind and body will be in line with God as well. This works twofold. You're not only learning to manage and control your triggers, you're changing your heart and your life. Acts 20, 24 says, But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of his grace, of God's, of the grace of God. So when I changed my focus to that, it changed my life. So the next time you find yourself in a situation that make you want to react, stop and ask, am I reacting based on an emotional trigger? Are you considering anything other than how it made you feel? Does it come from your passion about something or your experience of unhappiness or pain from something? Is it that you desire or is it that your desire or desires are not being met or given? If yes, remove those feelings and look at the person or the situation based on facts and the truth, even if you don't like what you see. You, you have to do that in order to clearly see because our emotions cloud our vision. See, emotional triggers are internal wars within us. And James 4.1 says, what causes quarrel and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Proverbs go on to say, Proverbs 25, 28 go on to say, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. See, emotional triggers are like living in a city without walls. I've learned it's much more peaceful 
to have self-control than to allow people and situations to control me. Because if I am in control of my responses, I have the first say and I can navigate where I'm going. It's not up to anybody else. I don't leave myself vulnerable by being so emotional about whatever the situation is. I allow myself to have a clear head and make sound good decisions based on truth and based on standing on God's word. Once I let go of fear and stop letting my triggers control me, my frustration level with people dropped and I now have more peace than I could have ever imagined. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So I know God loves me. His time for me is endless. I know I have only one person I want to seek recognition from, and that's my Lord and Savior. The words that I want to hear, the recognition that I want to hear comes from him when he tells me, my good and faithful servant. That is recognition enough for me. So I want to leave you with this. Emotional triggers live in your heart. And pray this, Psalm 51 and 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Every day is an opportunity to overcome. We need real, live, genuine, relatable testimonies. That's what I'm here to share. Every morning, God's mercy is new. 